Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. What is up on a Memorial Day Monday? I am Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. We appreciate you hanging out with us on this holiday edition of the Rebel Report. I guess it's a holiday. I've worked all day. I don't know about <laughs> you, but um, so I, I guess it's sort of a holiday. Um, but it is Selection Monday, which I guess is another holiday. For some, Ole Miss found out last night that it will be a regional host. It found out on Monday uh, who will be playing in that regional, and they got the Ohio Valley Scaries. Um, <laughs> aside from that, pretty decent draw. Um, Ole Miss lost the SEC championship game yesterday in 11-10 to 10 to Vanderbilt and that plucky group of underdogs with 23 scholarships. Um, <laughs> so it's been an interesting 24 hours because that game itself yesterday felt like a four-and-a-half-hour marathon. Then, like, you cover the game, and then you, like, do the post game, and then 15 minutes after the post game ends, it's announced that it's a host. It's like it's this array of emotions for the club. And then, so, if you're me, you drive back to Hoover at, you know, 12.30 at night, wake back up, and go back to the watch party today. I don't know. I, it's been a weird 24 hours. I need to do I need to do laundry first and foremost. What's up? <laughs> Not much. Yeah, you probably are running low on clean clothes at this point, right? Clean clothes, caffeine, general hygiene. Sanity. Know. Yeah, <laughs> sanity is one of them. Just a lot of different stuff going on right now. But once once, uh, once we get done with today, I'm probably going to uh, drink a cold beer and probably get nap. my life together a little bit. Yeah, so <laughs> what's up? Uh, not much. It turned out yesterday didn't matter, right? Like, I don't think that. I and don't it didn't think, even seem particularly close, right? Yeah, I mean, they're not, what, if they win, they're probably not the 11 or 10 seed, so yesterday's result really doesn't matter at all. Contrary to what a lot of the national people were telling us. And I didn't really think they were wrong. I still thought they might have a shot to host if they lost, but uh, I didn't think they'd be a 12 seed, for God's sakes. So I'm actually going to disagree there. I, I built 12 seed, I can't really disagree with. I was, I was surprised with that. I actually, I should, I'll always trust my gut instinct. And going into the week, I thought if they got to Sunday and if they beat, particularly when it lined up to where you knew it was going to be Arkansas and Georgia back to back, I figured if they beat both of them, that's enough. And well, that thinking but, sort of changed on Saturday, but I, 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 I feel like I should never have wavered in that thought. Well, I, I thought that too, but I also thought it with the inclination that the RPI would jump into the top 20 and it didn't. So that was what was uh, gave me some hesitancy and made me thought that they probably had to win on Sunday. But, you know, I, I think when you kind of look at how these – this and, and I don't really know if we want to talk too much about Sunday. They ran a bullpen arms. Uh, that kind of is what it was. I mean, it was a marathon of a game. We could yeah. – yes, at least we got to touch on it, I guess. But, but uh, to, to your I kind of felt like they, uh, they just gave the 16 best teams in the country regional hosts. Like, I mean, if you, there is no way you can look at Ole Miss as a baseball team and say that's not a top 16 team in the country. I don't understand how you could look at them and say that. So give the, give the uh, committee some credit there. Uh, the 12 seed might be a little bit too high, but I don't really, like I said, I don't really know how you could justify saying Ole Miss is not a top 16 team in the country. Um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that in and of itself. Um, 
for those of you, I guess, that don't follow it as closely, it essentially what was thought to happen on Sunday, the way everything else shook out, it was thought to be down to Ole Miss and Texas A&M for the last hosting spot. Or I say last hosting spot. It's not literally the 16th hosting spot, but there are 15 teams that you probably thought were going to host. Right. And then there were two, and one, but somebody was going to get squeezed out. Someone was getting the chair, and someone was not. And Ole Miss's RPI was problematic because they lost to something called North Alabama. You know, they went and lost to <laughs> Arkansas um, State. They went and lost to Arkansas State. They, you know, they had, they had some RPI pitfalls. They 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 had their own issues. They you know they they got swept by Mississippi State. So the RPI was problematic. But every other metric, except for maybe non-conference strength of schedule. Ole Miss was better than Texas A&M was, and Ole Miss beat them all four times they played. And so for whatever reason, and those national guys are more well-connected than you and I are in terms of like who they talk to with regards to it, they were under the inclination that the committee was going to get too hung up on RPI um, and give it to Texas A&M anyway, which honestly, from even just speaking like unbiasedly, that would have been kind of a bad look. And so that was what they were under the impression of, and the committee did not do that. They gave it to Ole Miss. Yeah, and something changed because Kendall and them, uh, and we're talking about them because those guys cover college baseball better than anybody else. Uh, they had Ole Miss's not hosting before the game, and then right after the game, they flipped Ole Miss. So something happened. It, it, I mean, how, how does Ole Miss lose the game, and then you change your mind? So something it's almost obvious. as if they get the projections early. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Mm. I'm not saying I'm who's to saying. say. <laughs> they, they lost the game, and then all of a sudden, oh, this is hosting now. Um, but what? I guess what was the bigger surprise to you was that they were hosting, or today we find out they're the 12 seed. Well, I mean, if you're going to overlook RPI, then is the 12 That's, seed that, that was, really shocking? That was my argument all day yesterday. Was, I don't think they're the 16 seed because if you're going to ignore their RPI, well, you ignore their RPI. They're better than a lot of teams. From a metric standpoint. Yeah, they were. Um, and so, yeah. Oh, we I don't know. one spot from getting stayed in our Ole Miss matched up. One spot. I would have loathed every second of that and just <laughs> all the general bullshit that would have come with that week. I, that just – selfishly, I wanted them, them to be paired up with UCLA because I'm trying to get a free trip to California. <laughs> um, but I just really – I would have loathed. I would have loathed that. So we'll just get – I don't really know how to get this in order. So we'll just go in reverse order. We'll talk about the game some. But okay. for right now, Ole Miss has been paired with the Fayetteville Regional. And in Ole Miss's Regional is number two seed Illinois, number three seed Clemson. I accidentally tweeted that backwards earlier. That was to, not on purpose. Uh, and then they get Jacksonville State as the 1-4 matchup on Friday night. And Ole Miss, the bad news, Ole Miss has played its last three postseason games against Ohio Valley schools, and they're 1-2. and two. Um, <laughs> The good news is Jacksonville State is a four seed, and they are not Tennessee Tech. Well, if, if, you, if, you, add, if you said that their last four games against Ohio Valley schools and postseason play, they're 2-2, two and two, so make it sound better. Why is the, well, who's the fourth one? Uh, they played Jacksonville State in 14. Okay. Okay. I actually don't even remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah. They beat the doors off of them. But yeah, I mean, it's not a. It, if we're just going to talk about the field for a second, Jacksonville State is not the, the type four seed where you save your ace. Like Will Etheridge is probably going to get the ball on Friday night. I would argue with the way this this 
program is the issues this program has had with getting through regionals, you probably don't screw around even if it's, you know, sisters of the poor. I don't know if, if the SWAC champion or Quinnipiac shows up, no, nah, I throw Gunnar Hoagland. Um, but no, it's, it's especially against Jacksonville State. No, Will Etheridge or Doug Nikhazy will get the ball. The only reason I say Nikhazy is uh, because Etheridge threw on Sunday. You'll have to see how he bounces back. But one of those two, I feel pretty good, will start on Friday night. Yeah, and so we were. I was there for the selection show. The team watched it. There wasn't much reaction. I mean, obviously, once you know you're hosting, like right, you don't really get too juiced about whatever opponent. And you know, you you're are. not a national seed. Um, no, but they somebody they had some Pac-12 coach on, and he said he felt his league was the best in the country, top to bottom, and that registered uh, a little bit of a chuckle. That's a take. <laughs> yes, <laughs> other than that, pretty subdued reaction. We talked to. Thomas Dillard and Cole Zabowski afterward talked to Mike Bianco, uh, who limited my number of questions. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, <laughs> I asked a question, then a couple like questions later, I asked another one. He said, you already gotten a question, and then deferred to some TV person. So Mike giving me one more noogie to christen in the postseason. <laughs> at least nothing's yeah. changed, right? Yeah, so at least he's like joking around now. But the problem is with that guy, like whenever he jokes, he's so serious about it. I just kind of look at him and I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you're kidding or not. Um, <laughs> Are you going to eat me? Yeah, so I don't know. I thought Ole Miss has got a pretty good draw. Getting matched with Fayetteville, that's a team you've beaten three out of five times and none of them have been at home. Granted, none of them are going to be at home because if you do play yep. Arkansas, it will be – in Fayetteville, where Ole Miss won two of three earlier this year, you can make the argument winning four of six in Fayetteville is a tall task, but Ole Miss probably matches up okay with Arkansas. Um, if they get through this regional, assuming Arkansas gets through their regional, I actually, it, I've been uploading stuff and, and kind of running around uh, a little bit like a chicken with my head cut off. I don't, I have not looked completely who is in Arkansas's regional. Uh, uh, you've got the powerhouse four seed of Central Connecticut State. Oh, uh, I tried to actually when I was an intern at D1, I tried to do a story on a kid at Central Connecticut State. Yeah. Um, you probably were the only one. Pitched while undergoing cancer, uh, the, oh, I, cool. I, treatment for cancer, which was cool. It, the story never worked out. I never got in contact with them, but I do know who Central Connecticut State is or whatever. The yeah, did I get that right? I, I know yeah. who that is because I've talked to their SID. I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> Two seed is uh, California, and the three seed was the last team in the tournament, TCU. And TCU, I don't care what anyone thinks or says. TCU getting in over Missouri is a crock of shit. But, I mean, they were 59 RPI. 59 RPI. They finished the game five under 500 in the Big 12. Like, what is that? What, what, is that what, is the, what is the justification for that? I'm serious. They said they were injured, and now they're healthy. You're kidding me, right? Missouri's no, got the same thing going on. That's that's what they said. They said TCU was injured, and now TCU is healthy, so they deserve to be in. Well, what's the cat's name that coaches uh, that coaches Missouri? He's escaping it right now. Yeah, so Beezer. he came into the postseason press conference after Ole Miss beat them on Tuesday. And, you know, you get the typical question where you get the moment to stump for your team to either get in the tournament, get into host, whatever it may be. That's kind of part of what Hoover is. When you get eliminated, and they had the same thing going on. They had injuries, and he said they were getting as healthy as they are all year. So, like, to me, that doesn't – and I know it, what like that argument doesn't hold up anyway, but, like, that's a bad look in my opinion. Yeah, you let the 59 RPI team in over the 31 RPI team when both of them had losing conference records, and one of them plays in the Big 12 and one of them plays in the best league in America. I mean, come on. Okay, the committee got that one wrong. 
And, and did I thought, they get did in? It, did they get in because their TCU in Missouri got snubbed because they're Missouri? Yes. Uh, TCU they they missed last year. Uh, everybody likes TCU's coach. Uh, they're a name in college baseball. Yes, that's why they got in. That's a real shame. I feel bad for Missouri because they had a pretty good ball club. You told me they, you can't tell me Missouri's not a dangerous team in the region. You didn't want to see that pitching staff. Hell, yeah, you no, didn't you want to see them rolling in. That's a real shame. I, I hate that for Missouri because that guy seemed like from the like twice I've ever like sat in a room with that guy for a press conference. He seems like a good dude. Uh, that sucks. That, that yeah, that really sucks. That if that Missouri had the same resume in another conference, they'd have gotten in because they're in the SEC and you, they put a capita on how many you can take from the SEC because that's what they do. Yeah, that that's a bad look. So anyway, so Arkansas is probably getting through that regional. Uh I don't. Cal's got a really. It, it depends. Does Cal hold their ace because they've got a really good Friday night guy and they got the best hitter in college baseball. You tell me Cal wins a get beats Arkansas once there, I'm not stunned. JJ Bladake transferred to Cal. Andrew Vaughn, dude. He's better. Oh Andrew man, Vaughn. I don't know. I mean Bladake's scary in his own right, but I I could argue Andrew Vaughn's better. Fair enough. Splitting hair. So that's kind of the two regionals. I thought Ole Miss got a pretty good draw. Like, yep. you know, if they win the regional and everything holds chalk, they're not having to fly across the country. They're going to a place where they've already been this year, and they're going to a place where they've won two out of three in their last two trips there. Now, granted, really, 2017 really has zero effect on that, but it's just kind of the, <laughs> well, I guess, does it? the mojo. I mean, the kids won down there. Uh, that's all they know. I mean, th- that's a lot of the – the 2017 was a lot of the same kids that are on this team, and every time they're going to Fayetteville, they won a series. I mean, I think that does kind of play into from a confidence standpoint. Yeah, no, that that's that's certainly fair. So, overall, pretty good draw for Ole Miss. Tyler Keenan, an MRI on his injured shoulder. He exited the game in the second inning against Vanderbilt for what originally I thought was probably some kind of heat thing again because they had like they had an Elko and then the, like Elko originally and then bench pinch hitting for him. Obviously, he knew something yeah. was up. I thought it They'd might get be a butt now, but it was a. Uh, it was a shoulder issue that I guess did he dive for a ball in the first? I don't really remember yes. what happened. Yeah, I think he got hurt diving for the leadoff double in the first. Um, so that came back negative. They're classifying it as a sprained shoulder. They are hopeful he will be back for the region. They said he's going to rehab it and see how it goes. I don't really have a read on that. I guess if you put a gun to my head, I think he's back, but I really don't know. I have no yeah, idea. I mean that that's probably if I could get by without using him on Friday, I'd do it. Yeah, and I think they could. But what does that one day really do? Yeah, I mean, that, both of those are fair. Um, Jacksonville State's really good on the mound on Friday. They've got a really good ace and a really good bullpen guy. So you, you're going to have to play on Friday to uh, to make sure you win. So, I mean, I said that. I, I Actually, if, now if he could go, I'd probably play him now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. Yeah, so Garrett Farmer, right-hander with pretty good numbers for the Gamecocks. Yeah, and you don't screw around with a guy that's gotten out to the consistent level like he has. They haven't had great luck against Ohio Valley kids either, and this kid doesn't even play right field. <laughs> you like you had that joke for a while, didn't you? I have. It's uh, it's been festering ever since I was you know watching that from my apartment in Cincinnati, Ohio, last summer. Um, so I think Ole Miss gets through this regional. Yeah, I do too. But I do too. 
we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way, though, because it is a storyline. No one wants to talk about it, but it is a storyline. Just say they don't. That's three in a row, and there's no athletic director. What does that look like? I'm just curious because it is a storyline, and it's an interesting I mean, one. Rebel Bob on the message boards gets really pissed off for two weeks and sends out long, long messages, and Mike Bianco coaches the 2020 Rebels because, I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, Keith, so Keith Carter got named today interim athletics director, as we kind of were talking about on on Friday or Saturday, whenever it was we last did a podcast. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Ole Miss is going to get out of this regional. I think they're playing better. I think they're kind of more relaxed. I think they're they're a more confident group. I think they're playing looser. I think Hoover did wonders for their psyche. But it does need to be mentioned because, man, that's, that's three regionals in four years or five years. Yeah. yeah. No, it's four and, if and you well, don't. Like that, Look, that, that I, should not happen. I, okay, you're right. It, you should not lose three consecutive regionals at home. But it is a testament, I guess. To or no, it is a testament to Mike Bianco that they've hosted regionals three of the last four years. That's impressive. Yeah, um, that certainly counts. You just need to get out of them. Yeah, it, it would help to win one. But um, you know, that's that's a really impressive feather in your cap. And and yeah, Ole Miss, look. You, you got to win this regional. I, I don't know where the program goes because Mike Bianco is going to be. The That's coach my next point. Year. That's what I like. I, I like. I hate bring like. Like the reason I'm bringing that up is because that's my point. Like, what is the like? What do you? Where do you go from there if that does happen? Yeah, I mean it's a fair point. So, uh, but I think Ole Miss wins. I don't they, like Tennessee Tech. You looked at them last year, like Jesus Christ. Here's the thing about Tennessee Tech. That, that was that a people, devilish two seed with the way they hit the ball. Yeah, and they believed they could win. They had 50 wins. I mean, if you get a team in here that's not playing well, like, I don't know, Clemson or an Illinois team who just went 0-2 in the Big Ten, who hasn't won 50 games, doesn't really know if they can win, I think Ole Miss kind of walks out of here. You get a team that wins 50 games like Tennessee Tech did last year who believes they can win, that's a little bit different. So that's why I kind of think this year, this year from uh, just kind of matchup perspective is a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. I don't know about much about Clemson or Illinois. I know Illinois finished third in the Big Ten. That doesn't really mean a lot. Here, the Big here's Ten what you good. here's what you need to know. Both of their aces are left-handed, so if you're Ole Miss, you're praying that they throw them on Friday. Why would they not? You can kind of. Ha- I mean, I guess you don't have to. I mean, but you can hold the ace, yeah. <laughs> is that really a wise strategy though for them? Um, I've always been a proponent. If I'm a two or a three seed and I've got a guy that like, if I was Ole Miss, if I was Ole Miss and I was going on the road and I had a guy in Doug Nikhazy that I thought could win me a Friday game and I could hold will. Yeah. I'd do it. If I was Ole Miss, especially if like I got sent to Los Angeles or something. Um, yeah, I'd do it. But, is Nikhazy the best example though? Because I would argue like, and this is actually interesting, I guess for other reasons, uh, like maybe something Ole Miss runs into down the road, and not like this is kind of off subject, but I think Ole Miss has been a better version of itself with Nikhazy on the mound versus Etheridge. That's just not really even a knock on Etheridge. It's just a testament to how well and how confident like Nikhazy's pitch, how confident they are in him. With that, like, like don't you feel better almost with Nikhazy than you do Etheridge? Yeah, that that's probably fair because I don't know. It's not even anything about Will. It's just no, it's, it's not him. anything about him. They just kind of feel like every time Nikhazy touches the ball, they're going to win, and it's probably because they usually do. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so so they both have left-handed aces, and <sighs> what are the odds they hold them? Uh, Illinois. I got a 95% sure Illinois is not holding theirs. I don't know on Clemson. I guess no. Um, 
simply because they don't pitch well behind him. So I would guess no. Then you, well, that's you really what that decision comes down to. Right. You have to what have you have behind else. you. You have to have depth behind him. You have to have another guy behind you. So do either of those guys have a guy? And uh, either Illinois of those teams does. have a guy. Illinois does, but I don't. I feel pretty confident Illinois is not going to hold their guy. Uh, he's been their Friday guy for two years. They played in a regional before. They didn't hold him. I, I feel pretty confident he'll get the ball for Illinois on Friday. Did you eliminate um, they, the silent S in Illinois? Man, everybody gets on me about that. <laughs> I mean, you do you. Like, hey, Dad has some interesting pronunciation quirks. Like, have at it. But I mean, I'm down for it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long week. Uh, but I kind of feel like that they'll that they're not going to hold him. So uh, both of them past that are pretty right-handed heavy. So if you're Ole Miss and both of those teams hold don't hold their ace, then then you're going to be set up pretty well, assuming you beat Jacksonville State. Um. So. Ole Miss was not matched up with either the Baton Rouge or the Starkville Regional, contrary to people on the internet being almost 100% sure that that was going to happen. Um, Baton I think that's Rouge. more. What? No, they would never get bat- matched up with Baton no, Rouge. No, it was more. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm speaking for the wrong. It was, it was going to be Miss, Mississippi State against Ole Miss or LSU, is what people were convinced of. Not Ole Miss. Like, I, like, thought he, I thought they could get matched up with State. I did. I thought, And if I was the committee, I'd have done it. I'd have just put State as the five seed and Ole Miss as the 12 and matched them up. I'd have done it because you're trying to get interest in college baseball. You want people to watch. Man, people watch that. I would not have enjoyed that. And I'm not even <laughs> talking about from anything that's on, like going on on the field. Just the complete and other crap that that week would have entailed. <laughs> on air off air just everything man like people like acting like child like that rivalry brings out the worst in people and people act like children and it's just even if you're not involved in it it's just exhausting to be around over under five and a half fights if that would have happened like five over five (laughs) what would you set the number at i don't know 40 (laughs) good god <laughs> oh, that would have been a maybe. maybe that's why that the thing goes didn't. to a two-two game in game three in the eighth, and they got people sneaking liquor into that thing. You think there's going to be five fights? <laughs> that's a good point. No, that's probably why the committee didn't do it. They didn't want a death on their hands. Yeah, no kidding. Like, like <sighs> there's some kind of war joke in here that I'm missing, but I don't like just uh, anyway. That that would have not been good. Um, so. So anyway, the day that was for for Ole Miss on Sunday, they lost an eleven to ten game to Vanderbilt in the SEC championship game. Again, they led nine to one at one point. Was not able really to do anything offensively. The Vanderbilt pitching staff kind of threw up on itself. I mean, Ole Miss scored nine runs on four hits. Like Patrick Raby and the the King kid in relief hit or walked like nine or ten of the first twenty batters of the game. And then they brought in their closer. Ole Miss was not really able to do much off that. Couldn't hold off Vandy's offense. Ole Miss was out of pitching. Loses the game 11-10. to 10. They find out about forty, about an hour and a half after the game ends while they're showering at Hoover High School that, um, that they're, in fact, a regional host. So kind of an array of emotions. It was an insane baseball game that really – Ole Miss, like, their only chance was to – like, they were gifted a lot of that 9-1 to lead, and their only chance was to hold on for dear life, and they just didn't have enough pitching to do it. No, they didn't. And, and that's what happens when you play on Tuesday. You just kind of run out of arms. 
Um, you know, the only guy that could really throw zeros up was Austin Miller, and you're asking him to pitch in his third game that week, and he just ran out of gas. So it was, uh, it was a, you know, it, it was a great effort all week, and, and like you said, they just kind of ran out of arms at the end, and uh, just couldn't find people to get outs, and that's a tough lineup to try to get out. Yeah, Zach Phillips gave him two innings, and then the third inning he gave up three hits. They got a run back, and he exited. Um, I actually don't even remember who came in after Myers that. Myers was really bad. That's right. Myers was not good, and he'd only pitched once that week. That was probably really the difference in the game. You're hoping to get two, three innings out of Myers. At least, you know, somehow sustain the 9-1 leader in some form, and he was just not very good. They scored five runs off of him. They made it a nine to eight game in the fourth inning. And after that, it just kind of felt win, not if. Because um, they brought Vanderbilt brought in that closer Brown from the seventh inning on, and Ole Miss really just did nothing. I mean, they, they yeah, really but, didn't do anything after the fifth inning. Yeah, I mean, the kid was throwing ninety five um, with a wicked slider. It was it was a tough matchup, and you knew once they got him the ball, Ole Miss was going to have problems trying to put more runs on the scoreboard. Yeah, and so it's it was I don't know it was it was a weird feeling because they come in after the game and at that point you're thinking oh they're probably on the outside looking in of a host so they made this incredible run kind of turned around the trajectory of their season but then that was a fairly stinging defeat obviously I'm sure most of you listening to this saw the end of the game Miller goes into his I guess third inning re- relief um, walks the he gets strikes the first two guys out he struck out six of the first ten hitters he faced walked the bases loaded. They bring in Ryan Olenek, who threw a first-pitch fastball that the kid hit into, hit into right center field, and the game ended. That was, really, that was really just kind of emblematic of Ole Miss running out of gas. They're throwing their center fielder slash third baseman. Who, yes, Olenek's a pitching option, but, I mean, when you get to that point, Miller was out of gas. He was really, really good, did about all he could do. Ole Miss not scoring in the eighth or ninth inning when they had Vanderbilt clamped down for an inning or two is really what just kind of cost them. Yep, that was that was it. They couldn't put up a run in the uh, seventh, eighth, or ninth inning um, when you had Miller out there throwing zeros, and and like you said, that's what kind of determined the game. So it all just ended up kind of being moot because yeah. it, it was in fact enough for Ole Miss to host, despite what kind of some of the national people and the people who prognosticate these things are telling you. Um, they said Ole Miss had to win to be able to host. Um, and so it didn't even end up being that close. Ole Miss was the number can, 12 national seed and got it over A&M. Can we talk about how kind of absurd that that would have been if the committee was sitting around watching a TV and if Ole Miss wins this game, they're going to host, and if they don't, they're not. Like That just to me doesn't make sense because what if the kid hits the, the ball uh, you know, two feet to the right that end of the game, Jacob Adams throws it out at first, Ole Miss wins the game. So it was Ole Miss a lot better team because of that now. It, that to me just kind of didn't make sense when I sat there and thought about it. How can you, you know, huddle around a TV and base a, a host decision on the outcome of one baseball game? Or if they'd reviewed that foul ball that Vanderbilt tied the game at 10 on that was fouled. Yeah. That was not challenged or if Adams didn't make that error to your point. I was told, and I don't know if this is true or not, I was told the umpires told Ole Miss they could not challenge it. And I think they were wrong. I, I don't think they were told that because Mike said he just couldn't challenge it because he couldn't see it. He says he goes off people's reaction. He couldn't okay. tell from well, somebody, reaction. He just couldn't somebody see it. Somebody told me that, that, that the umpires intimated that they could not challenge that, which would have been incorrect because the ball landed beyond third base, correct? Right, and Mike just said Mike said he just couldn't see it. He said he couldn't tell. Well, um, I mean, that's, a, that's another subject. 
shouldn't you have people watching that? Shouldn't you hire somebody to, to be watching that, to make challenges and know that type thing? Because obviously he's not going to be able to see it, but somebody should, right? You mean Ole Miss make that hire? I mean, MLB teams do it. Can you not pay a guy 150 bucks a weekend to sit down there and watch the TV and tell you when you need to challenge things? I mean, they can't even pay a third assistant. <laughs> Ole Miss could pay a third assistant. No. They could. Not. Yeah. <laughs> if Ole Miss wanted to spend the money on a third assistant and it was legalized, then yes, Ole Miss could pay a third assistant. Uh, I just kind of feel like that you should have somebody watching down there on a TV to, if you're going to, if we're going to do this challenge thing, I don't think you should just be able to go off what you see on the field. You should be, somebody should let you know if you need to challenge something or not. Yeah. College baseball replays atrocious. No one knows the rules. No one understands <laughs> it. it. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if like there's a limit on how many times you can challenge things or how that works. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't really either. Like I, I no one really seems to know. Or like Corbin, so Ole Miss caught a break in the second inning when that kid was clearly on the base trying to turn two, even though the throw was a little wide. They caught him safe. Like apparently they couldn't. They were told they couldn't challenge that or something. I don't know. That's my point. No one knows the rules. Like none of this makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it needs replay. But it needs you know a clear and precise way to do it too. Yeah, and. And so I, I don't know. I, I haven't really taken a chance to digest like the entire field yet. I don't think there are really any surprises other than maybe TCU, TCU over yeah. BYU or Missouri or some of those, some of those, a couple of those other schools. Um, who at state? Who did state draw? Uh, Southern, who is a really good four seed for them. Central Michigan is their three seed. But if I'm Mississippi State, I'm pissed off because uh, you got Miami as the two seed. And if you're going to give me a Miami as a two seed, then I want a good three seed, too, where they have to, you know, compete. Because Miami's just going to beat Central Michigan because they're going to show up. Yeah. And Miami was in the hosting conversation. They were kind of on the outside looking in. And so for a number four national seed, that's a little bit of a tough draw. Six. Six national seed. State was six. Six, yeah. I thought they were four. Like I thought they missed it by a spot. No, they were six. Interesting. So, yeah, that's about uh, – I, I don't really have anything else from today. There's a lot going <laughs> on. I think we pretty much covered it. Did we miss anything? No, I think that was it. Um, cool. Well, we'll be back at it Wednesday. I'm going to try to get Aaron Fit of D1 Baseball on. I don't know what his schedule's like this week. I'm about to holler at him this afternoon and just see if he has 10 minutes. So it may be Wednesday. It may be Thursday. It may be Friday. I don't really know, but we'll, we'll, we'll more than likely definitely have it this week. Um, so – Unless you got anything else, I'm going to go do some radio and then uh, kind of count down the hours until maybe I can drink a beer and do some laundry. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. We'll, be, we'll be, definitely be back at it Wednesday. We'll probably take a deeper look into like some of the other opponents, maybe some teams that could make a run that are you know not hosting. Is there a four seed that could screw someone? All that kind of fun stuff that you look at tournament of time. But for right now, I'm Brian Scott Rippey. Thank you for listening. That is Colin Brister. We'll be back at it on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day or whenever you're listening to this. Enjoy your day. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.